0: When a woman is getting ready to marry a man, she kisses him, she loves him, she pours affection on him, and he's like, this is amazing, and they get married, and a few years goes by, and then they have children, and all of a sudden, all that attention that once went to that man sometimes goes to the children or a career, and the man is there thinking, what happened? And if we're smart ladies, we'll say, hey, something's got to change here.
1: Hmm. Well, Arlene Pellicane on today's Focus on the Family. You'll hear more from her Uh, talking about that marriage relationship and how you can really nurture it in the midst of endless
2: demands. John, we want wives to see how they can strengthen their marriage by making um, subtle changes. Maybe just little things can be done to really uh, move your relationship forward. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think these little things, you know, we always talk about the desperate situations. Uh, that's not this program. This program is about how to tune up mm-hmm. uh, what God has already given you and keep your mind on the right things so that your relationship reflects God's love. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to this discussion. And to do that, we've invited a very popular guest back, Arlene Pellicane. Um, welcome back to the program.
0: Great to be with you.
2: Uh, Arlene has
1: written a number of books, and uh, the one that forms the foundation for this conversation is called 31 Days to a Happy Husband, What a Man Needs Most from His Wife. And uh, she and her husband, James, have been married since 1999. Jim, just before we started, she had her bundle of energy, her three kids in here in the studio. <laughs> they are cutie Precious pies. children. Ten, and, eight uh, yeah.
2: and five. I mean, they are really cute kids you're doing a great job they're fun that's they, the fruit. they
0: loved seeing you guys <laughs> <laughs> they were
1: fun to it see was, it was really a lot of fun yeah. hey
2: let me ask you from the beginning arlene you're talking about and some people will jump right to the critical spirit and mm-hmm. say okay it's not about happiness it's about joy you're saying 31 days to a happy husband yeah. let's just get that one yeah, out of the way what do you mean 31 by
0: days to a joyous husband i am all <laughs> okay, for yeah. it that is fine
2: i mean that's what yes. you're talking yeah, about because is you know if, if
0: you see a person and they're glum they're sour they're complaining that's not what we're talking. About So we're talking about how can you have a husband who's optimistic, who loves life, who is enjoying his life, who's content, who's enjoying being a husband, and how can we help our husbands be those kind of people?
2: And you're right in the setup uh, piece there where you talked about the fun things of courtship yeah. and then marriage and and then kids come along and things get busy. You're paying mm-hmm. the bills, you're yeah. working on your career, maybe two of your are in a career, yeah. and you're working on the home, and all those kinds of things, it can be very distracting from the lovey-dovey stuff yeah. <laughs> you used to feel. Things can
0: get pragmatic very quickly. <laughs> well, and that's
2: why so often in marriage, we may be aiming for the wrong thing, mm-hmm. which is purely happiness, yeah. because sometimes the mundane things of life That is life, isn't it? Yes,
0: it it is. It is. Life is not, you know, oh, let's have dinner tonight and let's go to a show afterwards and let's rekindle the romance by overlooking a park that's beautiful. You know, that's the sometimes. And we need that. We need those I can hardly wait in marriage so that there are things to look forward to. But a lot of marriage is mundane. So it is bringing those things that, you know, it could be as small as the 5 to 30 second kiss every day. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, which is really when I go and I speak to ladies and I tell them, go home and just kiss your husband for five to 30 seconds per day. This was advice that Dr. Cliff and Joyce Penner gave me when I was interviewing people from the book. And you would not believe, you know, everyone laughs because they say, how are we going to kiss my husband? Because he's going to think that is the go signal and <laughs> I don't want him to think that, so I'm not going to do it. So I tell you ladies to have a conversation with your husband that says, you know, I was listening to this Focus on the Family broadcast, <laughs> I want to kiss more often, but every time we kiss, it is not the go signal. I will make it very clear when it's the go signal, but it just means I want to be closer to you Hmm. and the truth is you know when you're busy you forget to do that five second kiss 10 Mm -hmm. second kiss 30 second kiss that is that passion and usually we do those things when we feel a certain way but instead to say i'm gonna do that behavior and then wow the feeling will follow well and and it's important yeah husbands love that
2: well it's important for husbands to realize too they've got to show that kind of innocent intimacy yes the, you know that, that it sweetness. doesn't have to lead to right. something are you guilty of that john never, never. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, I, into, I, mean it, I don't know you just that's i guess in some ways the way god has wired that's us right. so you have to put but, it in
0: your mind this is just a sweet little romantic interlude that's going to yeah. last 30 seconds and then we're going to go on well, in our day and, and it's then a, yeah
2: it's a small way for men to be selfless yeah. as well because hmm. that you know. And, you know,
0: and men will say, "Well, that's nice, but isn't it ever going to lead to that other thing? <laughs> <laughs> that is you know one of those keys in the book, and it does
2: well, let's move on to some of the great content you have in your book. um You talked about a time when you stopped pursuing James. Mm-hmm. I think every husband just kind of leaned in right there, <laughs> and I think that happens in every marriage yeah. where uh typically, not always, I know that the data uh identifies a large portion of women, maybe thirty forty percent of women that are typically. Uh, physically initiating. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have said that uh, there's a point usually where wives stop pursuing their husbands. And we all know that happens. Talk about that.
0: Yeah. And you know, I don't think it's a fixed point necessarily. It's something that you might be doing really well, and then you get sidetracked for a little bit, and then you realize, wait a minute, I've got to think about this more proactively. Because we tend to think of our husbands, you know, they're capable They can take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. not like the children in our homes who cannot take care of themselves yet. And so we put them on the back burner. But the problem is, then they stay on the back burner for so many years, and then it's so difficult to bring them into the foreground. So, you know, when your children are young, they're two years old or younger. Yes, you know, life kind of orbits around that child. But when your children grow up, it has to click, and it has to change that you start orbiting around your husband again and that the children start taking care of themselves. And I think that's a huge thing for women today, that their children are right there, they're louder, they're needier, and they forget about their husbands. For James and I, we've always been very happy Content in that sense, but you—the romance—it waxes and wanes, mm. and you have to be much more proactive in that. We were teaching a young marrieds class probably five, six years ago, and I—we were noticing all the couples were just smashed next to each other. You know, there's no space between them. When the woman answers, the husband's like, "Oh, isn't she so smart?" You know, they this longing gaze. And James and I were the teachers, and we're like four feet away from each other. <laughs> you know, and, we thought, and good like, with it, probably, yeah, and good with it, and that there's nothing wrong with that. And and we both left that encounter like, wow, maybe we have become too mm. businesslike in our relationship and we're too much like roommates. And he always laughs. He likes this book, obviously, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. <laughs> and he'll say, whenever I talk about it, he's like, I like that because it makes you more affectionate towards me because it's on my mind.
2: But you're not talking, um, and I don't want to give that impression when we talk yeah. about a time when you stop pursuing and all mm-hmm. that. It's not just physical intimacy right. we're it's talking interest about interest
0: in the other yeah, person consideration of them approach. putting on lipstick before they come home because you think my husband's coming home and not like you know put on lipstick for your girlfriends but you would never dress up for your husband you know things like that well yeah.
2: you're you're probably stepping on some toes right yeah, sorry. there but let me ask you this you said something a, a moment ago i want to pull out a little bit because i think it's important as a mom i can only imagine i see it in gene i'm yeah. sure it's true for dana john there's a lot of value that you derive yeah. out of taking care of the kids at two, mm-hmm. three, four, five. You get into a groove. Yeah. But give us some more handles and tools. Mm-hmm. When is it good to put the marriage back in the center of the relationship mm-hmm. and the household?
0: Yeah. Really, when your child, when your youngest one is three years old. You know, then, because what tends to happen is, okay, one is old enough, but now I've got another one. And then now they're old enough, but now I've got another one. And you're constantly taking care of this baby. But that's but, a season, you And saying. that's a season. But what tends to happen is we let that season continue, 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 because we're so used to it. And we want to be needed. And that fulfills that in mm. us. But I think when your youngest child is three years old, that you start as a mom thinking, okay, my job is to get these kids to be independent of me, and I really need to focus, and really the whole time, even when your child is under three, to have the date nights, to spend the time with your husband, because your baby will not remember that you were not there <laughs> You know, once a month for them on a mm-hmm. Friday night. But your husband will remember, my wife still took time to have special moments with me, and it wasn't just all about the children all the time. So I think... Think that's so important to remember because our children are going to grow up but our husband he's going to be there the duration and that's who we've got to really think how can i please hmm. my husband how can i make him happy and i know ladies right now are like oh that's the so last much, thing i yeah, want to I do I have so much to do i have to <laughs> do this with my kids and now i have to please my husband you know yeah. hmm. but really it's this idea of if you work to please him it's going to come back to you. And even if it didn't come back to you, you're still honoring Christ. So you don't want to by, be manipulative. By putting your that. husband yeah. you know, ahead of your children.
2: Right.
1: Don't, you don't want to be manipulative. Mm. Yeah. That well, that, that calling of motherhood is, is so special. Yeah. And, and so many women take it so seriously. Yes. Um, Jim, we talk about date nights here at Focus on the Family. And I remember one time we were on a date night. Uh, and I said, "Well, could we just like not talk about the kids for a while?" And I really shut Dina down because she said, "That's this my world what I right want to talk now." About. I, mean, I know we're away from them, right. but I still need to process and think yeah. through. That's a tough one. I mean, we're still. I think there's still a lot of women that are hearing you right yes. now, but they're saying, "Yeah, but I'm I, giving you I, points for having
2: a date night." Yeah. Right <laughs> go. Well, this was a couple <laughs> years ago. Yeah. My, our last date this night was in
0: 2001. <laughs> Um, I think having those date nights and talking about your family is okay, but it just can't be everything you talk about. Mm. So in the book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband, I have the acronym DREAM because it's about dreaming again with your spouse. And the M stands for mutual activities. And it's that you need mutual activities with your husband that are not kid centered. Right. You know, and I know some of us are scratching our heads like, what in the world are we supposed yeah. to do that's not kid centered? Mm. But the idea of maybe you put together a list, have your husband put together a list, and maybe there are two activities. You know, we can play tennis and chess together, you know, whatever it is. But there's something where you can find mutual ground because, of course, we women, we like to talk face-to-face and have coffee and discuss things. But men like to do things side-by-side. And I remember, James, you know, when mm. we were dating, it was like he loved mountain biking. Well, I was a terrible biker. You know, I, like, ran into a parked car because I couldn't make the turn <laughs> faster than <laughs> I mean, it I was like, like your style. A disaster. But when he said when I'm biking, I'm so happy and I love it. And when I look over my shoulder, I don't want to see a guy friend. I want to see you I was like, oh, well, I better learn how to bike, you know? So for us women, sometimes it means learning a new skill or even being willing to do it. You don't have to be good at it at first or really ever. But as long as you're out there trying to do something with your husband, he appreciates that so much. So having things to do that have nothing to do with your kids but that are purely for fun.
2: Uh, Arlene, I appreciate it. I know there are some women saying, when are we going to get to the guys and what they can do? <laughs> right. we, we take a deep breath. We yeah. just Today we're concentrating on what wives can do. And we hear you, and I think there's a lot of focused content that helps husbands think right. about what they should be doing too. So
0: much of it is the woman's attitude because a woman will look at my book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband, and I will have a woman who's been married 40 years say, Oh, I would love this book because there's always something I can learn. Wow. And I'll have two minutes later a woman say, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. I've been married 15 years, and if he ain't happy by now, forget about it, you know? <laughs> well, that and shows you the extremes. It shows you the extremes. And mm. so for us women, what do we, who do we want to be more like? Mm. And I think if we have that learning mentality, tell me more, I can be better at this, not only will it make our husband happier, but it makes you happier as a person as well. Well,
2: and and I don't mean to over-spiritualize this, but an yeah. even better question I think might be, mm. Because I'm a Christian, and I follow yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Who should I be more like? Yes. And you know we got to integrate mm. that more than what we see today in all of us. Yeah. And that's a good opportunity to, I think, think about what God would want you to do. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the dream. Uh, yes. The acronym and what the letters stand for. Yeah.
0: D is domestic tranquility, which I know to some of you seems like an oxymoron, <laughs> but it's well. The, the word idea. domestic
2: makes everybody's hair go <laughs> yes. up. Yes. So you're really saying just peace in the house. Peace
0: in the house. Have your home be a happy place. It doesn't mean that it has to be perfectly neat and picked up, but it's the place your husband wants to go, domestic tranquility. Hmm. R is respect, that you have respect for your man. E is eros, and it's that Greek word for that uh, romantic love. A is attraction, that you are still attractive to your spouse. And the M is mutual activities, that you do things together.
2: Hmm. Uh, Arlene, I want to pick up with a sensitive topic. It's more that Eros you yes. talked about. And so if you've got small listeners around, you might want to yeah. move them away from the radio or turn it down and come back to us in a few minutes. Um, but in that context, um, I'm really saddened by some of the data you had in your book where you talked about uh, 47% of Christians, Christians, people that are mm-hmm. identifying as Christians, say pornography is a major problem mm-hmm. in their home. Uh, That's a shocker. That shocked me because that just isn't wise for all the reasons that we should know. Um, But talk about what's happening in our physical intimacy, Mm -hmm. what you're seeing through your research. You've talked to literally hundreds of women. Mm -hmm. Um, What is that lonely spot? What's happening? Why is Mm -hmm. there so much dysfunction around something that God gave us as a wedding present?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, and I think women can be very defensive about this, that they'll say, well, men are just made this way, but I am not made this way. And the idea of this is something God created for both of us and for mutual enjoyment, and that it is that mutual service. We get all bent out of shape about First Corinthians, it says, my body doesn't belong to me, it belongs to him. And then his body doesn't belong to him, it belongs to me. And it's this mutual submission to one another that I think is so important, but that we have to embrace. And I think we can as women put too many things on our schedule, we'll see the things that are trivial and we'll make them important. So for instance, we will, you know, plan an amazing birthday party for our child, we will go the extra mile at work, we will bring the casserole to someone who is sick, we will volunteer for the church activity, and then when it's time, well let's be intimate with my husband, it's like, well, I don't have time for that. You know, that's Hmm. way down on the list. But when you think about it, if that casserole doesn't get made and you know, you didn't volunteer for the thing All of those things would continue, but your relationship with your husband, that's something that only you can feed, and love, and nourish, and strengthen. Mm. And so I think for many of us, it's saying, okay, I need to say no to other things. So I can say yes to having a really good love life with my husband. Yeah. You know, even myself when I'm writing books or when I'm speaking, you know, to talk very frankly, it's like, that's all okay with my husband. As long as we, I have enough energy to say our physical relationship is important. But if it's like, I'm way too busy for this, then it all falls, you know, it all falls apart.
2: Well, and I mm-hmm. think you're uh, putting your finger right on a big issue in the culture in including the church, mostly yeah. the church. Um, and that is... Uh, I think men, and you quote Bill Farrell, who's been yes. on the program, yeah. John, Bill and Pam mm-hmm. Farrell, who talks nice. about men having a cycle like right. women have a cycle. Yeah. And it is a more frequent cycle. Yeah. I think one of the, the reasons men are getting into trouble in this mm-hmm. area is that, that need is not being met. And I know that's dangerous ground. Yeah. And I know that you're the female voice here. I'm the yeah. male voice. And we need to... Recognize. I actually have
0: a funny story for you yeah, that I think but, about, should I say this on the radio? Well, now now
2: we need to hear it. <laughs> yeah, now you
0: have to hear it. When James and I were first dating, it was like our second date, and I was meeting his parents. And this is the second time we're kind of sitting as boyfriend, girlfriend with his parents. And his dad said, I have advice for you, three words. And his James's mom and James were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And he said, if you marry my son, I have three words of advice for you. Kill him Sexually, that's what he said
2: to oh me. Oh my word! Kill him! <laughs> what I does she like, mean by that? I was like,
0: what? And he said, "Make it so he'll never look at another woman."
2: Well, again. and that I think, and in so the you end is understand.
0: The, the advice is: make sure that your husband is happy, satisfied, full, and then it will be much easier for him not to give in to everything that he's looking at in the culture. Yeah. Because let's face it, you know, women—we don't have these like pictures of men's thighs in advertising <laughs> because we're not turned on by that, and it's not—we're not visually stimulated like that but a man of course is surrounded day after day after day by all this eye candy and if we as women are disrespecting his need for sexual intimacy then it's going to make it easier for him to stray
2: and i i'm hearing you i can hear you literally through the microphone saying what about his responsibility before Mm -hmm. the lord we get that, and we yeah. understand that, and that appetite needs to be bridled so that yes. if it isn't as frequent, yeah. he, he's not, not finding an excuse. an excuse. Yeah, it's not, I not an excuse make sure you the hear man, that.
0: and the man is still fully responsible Correct. before God for his actions. <laughs> yeah. But we women could kind of help it out a little bit.
2: Absolutely. In fact, again, you quote Joyce Pinner. You talk about something she's talked about, duty sex versus decision sex. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Yes. What's the difference? Yeah,
0: because I was asking her. I asked them this question, you know. How can a woman get herself more in the mood? And they talked about how she's got to think of it not as this, oh, I've got to do this, this to-do list, but instead to say, wait a minute, you know, it's been this amount of days, and this is something we really need to do, so I'm going to decide to make time for this. Time so to throw a birthday party. Time to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For her husband. For
2: her husband, <laughs> right. And he may have, you know, a few birthday parties. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I appreciate that. It's important. I hope it, it doesn't cause you, as you're listening, mm. to simply rebut what we're talking and about, to make it. And really to it. make
0: it something fun. And, you know, it sounds very serious and weighty, but to realize this is the something that we've born out of affection and that this will come naturally.
2: Um, have you ever heard, uh, turning a corner, if I could say it that way, have you ever had a time uh, when James didn't take care of the kids? That seems to be the other big issue that mm-hmm. yeah. we don't, Parent the way yes. mom's parent. <laughs> Not even you don't? close. Yeah, yeah, we don't. And I hear that quite frequently, actually. Yeah. But uh, but there are differences yeah. there. Let's take it out of the bedroom. Let's get it to the practical things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: and that's part of that respect piece. A lot of women will think, well, he doesn't know a thing about parenting, so we disrespect which is him. Very about true that, in which many, many ways. It's Pretty obvious when you see guys throwing
1: babies up in the air and doing
2: all oh, sorts of things on, like no, that. don't take all that.
0: Don't take the fun away out of it,
2: but but talk about those differences and how um, she can help her cause by understanding them better.
0: Yeah, and I think it is respecting that he's going to do it different. And being okay with that. I remember when Ethan was just a baby and James had said, go out and do this women's event. And I was so happy. So I was going to something with friends and I came home. It was 10 o'clock at night. And I thought for sure my baby would be asleep. (laughs) And instead, my baby was in the kitchen with James eating. And I'm like, why are you guys eating? At 10 o'clock at night. And they had been at the mall. Till just moments before, walking around. <laughs> He's my And I guy. was like, Why were you at the mall after past nine o'clock with the baby? Hmm. And now you're feeding the baby? And I was so bent out of shape. Like, I cannot believe you did not stick with the schedule. And he said, Relax. One night on the town's not going to kill him. That's what he said, yeah. you know? And I thought to myself, and it took me a few months to think this. Hmm. You know what? That's not a big deal. It was just one day and mm-hmm. it gave me the evening out and I should be grateful that he was willing to do it. And if he rules a little bit different, it's okay. okay
2: but here's the big question. Yeah. You can go 10, 15, 20 years yeah. in your marriage and not come to that point weeks later yes. after grappling with it that it's okay. Yeah. Talk to that woman that for years, it's not okay. Right. And it's caused this really deep friction between her and her husband because he doesn't do it the way she wants it done. What can she do to say, "Ah, okay, I can do it differently. That's a big step.
0: Yes. I would go back to that respect to realize your husband so needs respect as to feel like I am competent in this home. And even if you think, no, you're not, (laughs) for (laughs) you to be able to say, wait a minute, my opinion about how things should be done, that is not as important as me saying to him, you're competent. Because the man is going to live up to the name you give him. And if Um, you make him always feel like you're a loser and you cannot get this right, then he's going to feel like he's all thumbs when it comes to parenting. But if you will, as Dr. David Clark, who has, of course, been here, if you will learn how to praise mediocre Praise that was pretty good. Then he's going to be more encouraged to engage and to do it better and better.
2: Arlene, we got to cover uh, this one. I've had this question here for a moment. Um, What can husbands do to make Mm -hmm. our wives feel cherished? Yeah, and we've really laid it on pretty heavy for the wives. And I do want to cover one (laughs) (laughs) for the guys that you know, um, what can we do to make sure they feel safe and cherished?
0: Yeah. You know, and I have to go a little bit back to Dr. Gary Chapman and the love language. So my love language is words. And so if James sees me and he says, wow, you look beautiful today, or wow, you did a really good job with the kids today. I'm really proud of you about this. That means so much to me. So for a husband to discover what, how does my wife receive love and how could I do that? And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. If her love language is touch, it could be a hug. If it's acts of service, it's that you you know vacuumed a room. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, but this idea that you're thinking of her. Hmm. And it could be just holding her close and whispering in her ear, I love you today, dear. It could be something very small like that.
2: Well, and I've got a. To follow up with this one. Can you really change your marriage in 31 days?
0: You sure can. You know, people ask, (laughs) Mm. you know, 31 days, really? You know, Dr. Lehman will say, you could do it in five days. So I'm giving you (laughs) extra days to do the work, you know. But it's this idea that we are in patterns of thinking, we're in Uh. patterns of habit. And if we can just make a few subtle changes, like that five to 30 second kiss a day, and we make a subtle change, and we do that for 31 Mm. days, it can really change the temperature of your home. It doesn't take that long. I know, women who have picked up the book and then their friends say why are you picking up that book your husband he's you know unemployed you do all the work already and now why do you have to make him happy ah. and she said well I, I think I should try hmm. and so she started implementing a few things in the book and within days her husband who had then been kind of you know what women would say lazy <laughs> she came home and the house was picked up the dinner was made. And he was sensing that appreciation of, wow, you've been trying so hard to make me happy. And he was giving back. So, you know, it only takes a few days of you changing your behavior for your husband to notice.
2: Well, these are all great points. And I think this time has flown by, Arlene. And you have given us uh, great thoughts how to pursue your husband, think of his needs, uh, investing in your family and in him. And uh, I think it's been a terrific discussion. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, We're so grateful, too,
1: Arlene. You brought energy, and um, we're looking forward to seeing what listeners have to tell us about the
0: book. Yeah, it's fun to see what the feedback is. You know, Some of it is like, oh, great, I'd love to have a happier husband. Some like, why are you guys talking about the husbands again and <laughs> like, what I have to do? But you know what? I think it's going to be the first.
1: Well, I think you're probably right based on the conversation here today, Arlene. And again, the title of that book is 31 Days to a Happy Husband. Our program was provided by Focus on the Family. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening.
3: Arlene Pellicane has possibly touched on some points that might have ruffled your feathers a little in today's broadcast because maybe you are feeling a little burnt out as a wife and mom. And you wish that someone would give you a bit of downtime. But marriage is such a precious thing. And perhaps pouring out just that little bit extra and aiming it at your husband may be the key to rekindling something that's gone stale in your marriage. The book we're recommending with this program is written by Erin Smalley. And it's called 10 Things a Husband Needs from His Wife, Everyday Ways to show him love. You'll find that on our website at safamily.co.za or when you call us on 031-716-3300. I hope that we're making a difference in your marriage. Our research indicates that in the last 12 months more than 9,000 couples have built stronger marriages and more than 3,000 marriages in crisis have seen significant growth and improvement towards saving their marriage, thanks to the help from Focus on the Family. So I hope you know that we are only a call or a click away, and we're here to help you. If you'd like to speak to someone, we have caring counselors who are available to talk with you and pray with you, uh, refer you, or even book an online counseling session. So please do call us on 31 716-3300 or visit our website at safamily.co.za and click on the counseling link. I'm Alison Schnell for Focus on the Family Africa inviting you back next time when we'll once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.